0: Welcome, everyone, to the Pop Culture Podcast by Fantastic Geek. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello,
1: everybody. Here to talk about the 2021 Emmy nominations. And my goodness, boy, did we have a
0: lot out of the things we regularly bring you. Pete, let's start by talking about sound mixing for dramatic... Oh, wait, no, sorry. We're not going to talk about... (laughs) all the Emmy nominations, we're going to hit the shows that we cover, hit the areas that seem most important. Um, So, you know, Pete, that whole debate, sound mixing versus sound editing, should it be one category or two? We'll let other people worry about that for the future. So, Pete, what geeky property do you want to start with?
1: I don't know how you can't begin at the top, Matt. Tied for first with The Crown, with... 24 nominations
0: season two of the mandalorian i think that it speaks to the respect that the mandalorian has in hollywood as a um as an overall production yes most of these are um technical in nature um it's not a lot of acting and writing although that is there and we're going to talk about some of the specifics in a moment but i think that this is you know pete when you hear people say please click on my instagram to hear me talk about how mandalorian is all predictive and so on and so forth um full-time storytellers are enthralled with what's going on here whether it's things like the technical nature uh you know production design cinematography for a half hour cinematography for an hour pete we've talked all this time since the beginning of disney plus you know oh i guess you need to classify yourself as a half hour show or an hour show turns out you send in episodes so they're they're you know (laughs) they're not up against themselves the half hour episode and the hour episode for cinematography um and four of the seven nominations uh, for editing in a drama are Mandalorian um, Mandalorian nominations. So just just stunning from the technical end.
1: Well, I mean, you look at the technical contributions that this show that ILM in general has made throughout the years. and it's really not surprising, given the volume, given how they expanded it for season two, one shudders to think you know what will book of boba fett open up you know when when we have the flashbacks to what old boba endured to escape the sarlacc pit what will season three of the mandalorian ultimately look like when they're using the volume to uh you know digitally create mandalore um it it all make sense at all tracks
0: so in terms of more above the line nominations uh season two of the mandalorian had nominations for direction by john favreau for episode nine uh the marshal uh ludvin music again nominated uh carl esposito again nominated for supporting actor uh and then nominations as well for carl weathers and timothy oliphant as guest actors And writing nominations, Dave Filoni getting it for writing the Jedi, and Favreau for writing The Rescue. Uh, And on top of this, Pete, uh, the entire season was nominated for its visual effects.
1: Again, their cup runneth over uh, the buzz behind this series. I mean, it's ironic this was the first ever uh, show to launch uh, Disney+, first live-action Star Wars and here they are with all this, and then what we'll talk about next—nipping at their heels.
0: I should mention, too, Pete, that it was also a nominee for best drama series again for the second year in a row. Now, just to stick with VFX for a season for a second, uh, Pete, can you name? Just I don't know how deeply you've looked at the the nomination lists and whatnot. Can you name? Can you guess? Whatever it might be all the series and i'm asking this pete to frame something we're going to discuss in a little bit um think of all the tv that's been out there in the last year think of all the tv that we have podcasted in the last year uh keeping in mind you know that there's series versus limited series i think when it comes to vfx but can you guess for me uh all the series that were nominated for vfx for a season not individual episode vfx for a season and Pete, think of shows that heavily rely on visual effects for the entire storytelling journey. Star Trek Discovery. Okay, any other ones come to mind?
1: Lovecraft Country.
0: Okay, anything else? I, I believe it's a total of five. One, of course, is Mandalorian, so that would put us up to three.
1: I'm spacing on the... Oh, uh, Expanse?
0: uh maybe give give me one more then i'll reveal the list for you
1: what's um i don't watch it amazon uh superheroes the boys animated
0: one the boys the boys uh which by the way the boys also nominated for best drama series uh for its second season extremely well earned pete the answer is this the nominees for visual effects for a season the boys Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Lovecraft Country, Mandalorian, okay. and WandaVision. Pete, Star Trek Discovery failed to get a nomination in this category. What is wrong? It's Star Trek. They trek in the stars, okay? <laughs> no disrespect intended to any of these other shows, which clearly... Is The
1: Boys that visually
0: uh, FX-driven? Um, I would say this season um definitely had many moments of it now is your question to me as somebody who's seen season two of the boys and by the way pete because my wife and i have a 10 year old it took us literally about seven months to watch it Uh, i came out last summer so between summertime stuff and covid stuff pete it is tv ma if there's another rating past that like ma for ma it's very ma um max max um (laughs) Max? legitimately there were times because yeah there's like ma and then it'll be like you know lsvs whatever it is like l for language v for like there literally were time no joke there were times with this past season where i'd say to my wife i did not know there were so many other letters that could come after tvma <laughs> like it was just lsv blah, 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 you know but pete here's my point we're gonna talk about star trek whether it's next or we're gonna talk about star trek discovery at some point here um and lower decks as well it is a failure of the whether it's PR department or the for your consideration people whatever the department is that helps push these along helps get uh get the conversation going you know pre-covid they're hosting the cocktail hour for whatever it might be it is a failure that Star Trek is not on this list that Star Trek is not on a number of these lists for production design casting acting writing um it's great that the mandalorian is here we're going to talk about some of these other shows that we've enjoyed and podcasted but wow to to have a show where they trek in the stars is not on the list for visual effects for a season blew my mind
1: yeah and uh that they've been unable to capitalize when so many shows like it are i completely agree but matt we regularly run afoul of uh CBS so is it surprising that they run a foul of somebody else
0: and i i maybe this is now me being a little nitpicky here but the fact that all of the nominations that star trek discovery and star trek uh, lower decks did get which i guess we'll talk about now but they were all categorized by the emmys as uh, under paramount plus i get that the name change occurred and so on and so forth but like literally none of these star trek discovery episodes that have been nominated and none of star trek lower decks were released in the paramount plus um era but let's let's stick with this discovery was nominated for outstanding non-prosthetic makeup prosthetic makeup sound editing and vfx for one episode and lower decks was nominated for its sound editing so the good news is pete that made up i believe um five of the six nominations that cbs all access slash paramount plus received for this emmy year so credit there in terms of it pulling its weight uh for the streamer but again this is Star Trek Discovery should have gotten way way more I don't watch enough animation to know if Lower Deck should have been one of the top 5 um the top 5 uh animated shows that are for best animated series I, I would venture to guess it probably should have been in that running and was just not and Pete, let's leave the Star Trek universe uh, indeed in a moment that was just off mic in breaking news as we get ready to talk about WandaVision. Pete, can you give us a transition between uh, Star Trek and WandaVision?
1: Proof positive, Matt, that you do a good job and you get a gig. Uh, WandaVision director Matt Shackman has landed a Star Trek film to direct at Paramount, uh, we should caution. There's a gentleman named Noah Howley. He's had quite a bit of, uh, Emmy success. I did not see w- was Fargo among the top nominees. Cause it should be, I know you just it recently, not. it was not. Huh? I know you just recently finally got to the fourth season.
0: Yeah, the fourth season um, had four technical nominations. Nothing in the acting, writing, directing. Nothing ab- in above the line as the cool kids. Well, say. that's a
1: that is a slight because I think the acting was as strong as it ever had been. But so that Shackman here is now potentially going to direct a Star Trek movie. You know, this after Howie was going to write and direct that's fallen through this after quentin tarantino was going to direct um so hopefully matt shackman can go where no man's gone lately
0: (laughs) well pete on to wandavision uh in second place with a whopping 23 nominations uh a lot of technical ones which i think should not surprise many people costuming editing on two different episodes hairstyling Main title design. I mean, it has to win those, right? It has more, it has what, six or seven different main titles in it. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's musical score, the writing of three episodes, including the first one, the flashback one, and the Halloween spooktacular.
1: I mean, WandaVision is watershed TV. Not that Mandalorian wasn't, and I just described the reason, you know, that launched a network. But this is next level in a way that Mandalorian couldn't be just yet in a way that Star Wars hasn't. Who knows what Boba Fett will bring or any of the other forthcoming shows. But yeah, WandaVision came out strong out of the gate and uh, look where we are now. And, you know, that the director, on the day the Emmys are announced, lands a tentpole feature at another studio uh tells you the value
0: well and he is part of what makes up the real jewels in disney's crown today uh you add to that for wandavision paul bettany for actor in a limited series elizabeth olsen as actress in a limited series and somebody who surely has got to win yeah. uh, although i would i would i would put money on bettany winning as well but Catherine Hahn as agnes slash agatha surely she's going to win pete i mean i feel like that's just a foregone conclusion with all due respect to the other nominees
1: i think they're all fairly heavy favorites uh she's a slam dunk and again you know that the marvel cinematic universe entered the marvel studios portion of the tv realm with this i gotta wonder if we had started with Falcon and the Winter Soldier in August, as we were planned to. If
0: there's this kind of splash, uh, so sometimes it just happens the way it's meant to. Uh, Wandavision is also nominated for Outstanding Limited Series. Uh, it probably will lose against some really, really excellent competition. Uh, I think that you can look at you can look at the other ones and say emmy voters might really really like wandavision for what it has to say about tv and and certainly some more important things like grief but there's a little bit more um kind of like pinky up more important um shows in that limited series uh category so assuming that it will not win this truly is a case of it's an honor to be nominated
1: yeah and To stick the flag on the mountain as they have, and now you establish the baseline, twenty-three nominations for a Marvel Studios TV production, their first one. I mean,
0: it's gonna be interesting. So uh, Loki was not in this cycle? Um, I must confess I don't remember exactly when the end I think this way, most of Loki would have been out of this cycle um i know that there's a little bit of a gray area sometimes like if your first episode comes out a week before the thing and that for the the cycle ends but all the others come out afterwards you can kind of in some categories you can save it and things like that so i would say no i would say emmy uh emmy loki simply not part of the emmy cycle um will mention Uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier came up, in my mind, a little short uh, with five nominations, four of which were technical and one, I would say, rather inexplicably for Don Cheadle as guest actor. Um, I think we had better guest actors in the season um, than him, but certainly no disrespect. Pete, sometimes what happens is the Emmy pool is so big, not everybody watches everything and they say, hey, Don Cheadle is awesome in everything. He must have been awesome in that. I will give you my nomination vote or however that works.
1: In in two scenes, yeah. Unfortunately that's
0: that's the marquee
1: talking right there.
0: Now, Pete, sticking with Wandavision here, what have I missed? What was that instant pop culture smash hit? Can you guess?
1: Handmaid's Tale?
0: Um, well specifically for Wandavision it's so it was also nominated for outstanding music and lyrics for agatha all along by okay. Kristen anderson lopez and robert lopez again i have to i mean like that's i pete i was looking on the wikipedia for it earlier for the song like people saying oh that's always going to be a part of you know of of that winter of covid and so on and so forth um he already has an egot she has got the g and the o for it i think that surely this is going to win uh, an Emmy for both of them. And they're also nominated for the main title music. So whether it's one Emmy, two Emmys, whatever it is, I think the, you know, Chris Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez, you're looking at at least another Emmy out of this.
1: Just another part of WandaVision's
0: secret sauce from the moment that we hit go on that. So Pete, I mean, obviously many, many other categories of nominations many other shows that maybe we watch outside the world of podcasting or you watch or i watch whatever it might be um i don't know i feel like i feel like you can look at these emmy nomination lists there's whether it's the stuff we talked about today or just in general you know, i feel like it's a guide toward really really awesome tv even if a lot of it i haven't seen it yet like um you know the the what's the chess show queen's gambit um Mm -hmm. that at one point was uh assumed to be a slam dunk winner for a limited series then um wandavision came along and then now uh, you know uh, other things like underground railroad and whatnot just point being i feel like you can look at lists like this and say i don't know i'm on the fence about such and such well it's it's an awards nominee it's not always just phony baloney stuff it can help tell you you know hey what to check out by the way pete next time you get a new apple device and it comes with some free apple tv plus make sure you check out ted lasso which is also awesome and also outside the scope of our podcasting but a lovely show
1: uh getting on that handmaid's tale matt i was perusing some of the nominations there and it seems like they have entire acting uh categories with the number of performers.
0: Yeah, I know one of the one of the stories on Hollywood Reporter or deadline was like, you know, if you if you weren't sure if Handmaid's Tale had come back, you know, better than ever in season three, uh all the nominations are are another way to measure that, you know, that if there was a bit of a dip in season two, it's it's back and better than ever, or back end the equal in season three. Um Pete, I will mention, and no disrespect to the movie that I have watched probably 10 times in the last year, uh, and I say movie, I don't say TV movie, um, it was weird that the Emmys uh, ultimately allowed Hamilton the filmed movie of the stage production that was not made for TV, um that it made its way into tv now pete if i'm worried about an emmy telecast i want all the hamilton there i can get and hope that david diggs and jonathan groff and anthony ramos and everybody else can show up at the award ceremony and help have people watch the emmys um but i read somewhere again uh online today you know it might be that david diggs's um outstanding supporting actor nomination for hamilton might have boxed out his nomination for something else something that he made in the last year or two as opposed to this wonderful filmed version of hamilton that was you know filmed 2017 or 18 whatever it is
1: it's crazy how they wind up like you say boxing each other out or or limiting other opportunities it truly is a platinum age of tv even in a pandemic eighteen month period, but just to think like the number of shows here, I mean, WandaVision is an all timer. Okay. What Handmaid's Tale is doing four seasons into its run, and I know it was very difficult for people to watch, like, oh my God, we're living this now and and that led to a little bit of a of a chilling effect to its audience, but I mean, holy smokes. I mean, the one thing I'm down on, I can't believe Elizabeth Moss, who made her directorial debut in this fourth season and directed three episodes, including uh, the last two, uh, did not get a nomination. I mean, when her credit rolled for her debut, I was like, oh my God. And she directed that episode.
0: Yeah. I, and i you know, I guess there's always there's always articles written well why why didn't this one and was it i mean pete you mentioned fargo before fargo came out last september which or at least it started to come out last september which on the one hand yes that was part of this emmy cycle same as everything else on the flip side i think that in terms of you know again if if you're somebody who's worried about uh and again paramount plus there are people who actually have the job of keeping track of awards stuff and how to massage the system and and whatnot i'm not suggesting cheating i'm just saying like to get people to look at your stuff um i can see how fargo coming out in september might have been the best the best original programming that had been out in a while and then it got subsumed by all these other great things whether they were filmed pre-covid post covid whatever it is it's just kind of the nature of the beast sometimes um but i mean there's a (laughs) lot pete we get the fun of podcasting the great shows that we do that are kind of in our podcasting niche then there's all the other things that we watch you know uh, for, for our own fun uh P- pete anytime you want to start watching mass singer um it's uh, it, it's no, great, great great fun no thanks <laughs> um but again just as the emmys leave stuff by the wayside you know so, so too can we all and pete maybe one day You're like, ah, I could use a little sunshine in my life. Um, How about Masked Singer? Um, Or maybe after this, I should go watch Queen's Gambit. You know, and things of that sort, and on and on and on. It really is, it's a fun time to be a TV fan. It is, Matt.
1: And with the Loki finale streaming tomorrow morning, and of course our podcast coming this weekend, nobody makes it possible for us to podcast all this than the good people of patreon.com slash fantasticgeek
0: indeed keeping us listener supported pete no uh emmy brunches or whatever uh, not that we have yet to be not uh, to, to be invited to those but uh, nobody can take us away from our being listener supported and uh our thanks as always for those who go to patreon.com slash fantastic geek to keep us listener supported pete the emmys uh will air in uh sunday september 19th so uh We'll, we'll we'll dust all this off to see who's won what uh then so certainly plenty of time for people to share their emmy prognostications how can people be in touch with you to talk only about star trek universe star wars universe including mandalorian uh the marvel cinematic universe including falcon the winter soldier and wandavision uh and loki how can people be in touch with you
1: you can find me on Twitter at Peter, K e t e l a 12,037 followers, can't be wrong.
0: And while I'm personally on Twitter as looking back lost, do be in touch with the podcast, comment on fantasticgeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are fantasticgeek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more! Facebook.com
1: slash fantasticgeek with the P-H, all one word, like it today.
0: So if you're listening on the Division or the Falcon and the Winter Soldier podcast feed, uh, we will update you as news warrants. If you're listening on the Pop Culture podcast feed, talk to you uh, this weekend for Shorzy as we talk Loki. If you're listening on a Star Trek feed, Pete, I, I know it still is the first half of July, but before you know it, it's going to be the first half of August, and we're going to be talking about Star Trek Lower Decks. So wherever you're listening, we will certainly talk about these things soon. For now, though, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Talk to you soon.